Hi everybody, Ed Charbonneau here. I just wanted to let you know that this episode is part of the C-Sharp Advent Calendar. That means every day in the month of December, you're going to receive a brand new article about .NET and C-Sharp development. And it's all being hosted by CrossCuttingConcerns.com. It's an excellent blog by Matt Groves, and he has a podcast up there as well. Make sure you stop by and check that out. And you'll find links to the C-Sharp Advent Calendar at developer.tellert.com. Or you can just go to Google and type in C-Sharp Advent, and it'll bring it right up. Thanks for listening to the show. This podcast is part of the Telerik Developer Network. Telerik by Progress. Hello and welcome to Eat Sleep Code, the official Telerik podcast. I'm your host, Ed Charbonneau, and with me today is Myra Wenzel. How you doing, Myra? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And Myra, we're going to talk about some .NET standard today, uh, but before we get started with that, why don't you give us a little background about yourself and what you're doing at Microsoft? Uh, so uh, I'm a senior content developer here at Microsoft, and in the industry terms, that would be like a technical writer. Uh, so I do the documentation for .NET Core, .NET Framework, and .NET Standard mostly. And um, I've been here at Microsoft like since 2006. Uh, and before before I became a writer, I was working back in Brazil as a software developer, system analyst. Excellent. Yeah, I've been following your work very closely. Uh, my team and I just finished writing a white paper on uh, .NET Standard. Uh, so we've been up to date on this whole .NET standard evolution since probably when it was NDA <laughs> and uh, following it and writing about it for a long time. Uh, so it's great to have somebody that's uh, so close to the product to talk to us on the show here. Yeah, looking forward to read the right paper as well. So, Yeah, excellent. Um, so what exactly is this .NET standard we're talking about? So .NET standard... Um, sometimes people confuse about thinking that's a new target or a new .NET platform, but .NET standard is a specification. Um, so it, it does have different versions where each version uh, defines which APIs are part of that standard. And so uh, in that version, right? So if, if I say that I'm targeting .NET standard 1.0, I know that I have a defined set of APIs that no matter which .NET platform I'm using, I know that that API will be available and the code will compile. So, um, so sometimes we show like .NET standard as something in the bottom in some diagrams and stuff, but it's more like this is like how you share code, right? How between the all the different .NET platforms that we have right now. So how is this the similar or different to portable class libraries? This is like a replacement for portable class libraries. And um, the reason that um, we came up with that concept is because um, the, 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 the PCLs, like the portable class libraries, they were, they were high, like every time that there was a new platform, you had to define a new, a new, um, 
um, like a moniker for that. Um, and so with with standard, it's it's easier to control that um, and easier to reuse. And so that that's the new that's the new portable class library that we have. So we've kind of switched the subscription model and and turned it on its head. Where uh, before we were subscribing the APIs to the devices, and now yeah. the devices are subscribing to the API. Exactly. And following it that way. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> so .NET Standard. Did this initially start as being called .NET Standard Library? Is that the same thing? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And even our documentation before, like it was called .NET Standard Library, and it had to um, do a scrub of everything to to make sure that it was just .NET Standard, um, because in the end, uh, it's not a library. Um, so we, we thought it, the name was kind of deceiving, so we changed to just .NET Standard. So if someone say .NET standard library, they're just using the old the old terminology. That's good though. I'm glad we could clear that up because I've been talking about this for a long time and it was .NET standard library when I started talking about it. And uh, that library portion of it was confusing because the .NET standard isn't an actual library in itself. It's no. kind of like a, what, like a pointer to all of the API libraries that it needs. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, and I kinda... think like usually what people will do with standard is to create a class library, right? And so maybe that gets confusing as well. But yeah, uh, .NET standard is a spec, is a list of APIs per version that platforms will um, implement. So if I'm writing an ASP.NET Core application and I target the .NET standard to, uh, it will go out and find the appropriate packages to pull out of NuGet and install those as part of the .NET standard. Yeah. So .NET standard is on 2.0 now. Mm -hmm. I just mentioned that, you know, if I install .NET standard 2, uh, what's new with .NET standard 2? What, what are kind of the versions so far, I guess, and then what's new? So the versions, uh, we started with 1.0. When we just shipped .NET Core 1.0, so it's like they kind of been coming together. So we have 1 .0, 1.0, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, 1.6, and then we jump to 2.0. Um, and the reason why, like, the we jumped to a new major version is because uh, we've added um, like 20,000 new APIs. So for for folks that were waiting to migrate to .NET Core and .NET Standard um, because there wasn't um, as many APIs available as in framework, now the set has gotten much bigger. Um, and, and so now the, the NuGet packages that were also available for previous, like uh, that were targeting .NET Framework, like now they are like 70, around 70% um, compatible with .NET Standard 2.0. So that those are uh, two big things. And then um, also, we also have, like .NET Standard 2.0 also has um, what we call like a .NET Framework compatibility mode. And so when you're um, referencing libraries that 
target DONET framework. Um, if they are um, compatible, uh, they will. You can add them to your project, and they will throw a warning that um, that that um, package targets DONET framework instead of DONET standard. So it will throw a warning, maybe saying that it might not be fully compatible, but you can give it a try uh, because now with the breadth of of the API set that we've done in standard 2.0, uh, there are great chances that it could be compatible. So you just have to make sure that you test um, to make sure that it's working for your project. So what, what type of things are steering what APIs are included in .NET standard? Um, I think it's, um, it's about uh, making sure that we have um, the right set of APIs for for all the platforms that make sense. Um, and so uh, that would probably be a better question for the dev team since I'm mm -hmm. not super involved in the design aspect of it. Uh, but it's like making making sure that um, that it had the APIs available work across platforms and and. And there is a great uh, there is a great uh, repo for discussions, which is uh, on GitHub, which is .NET standard, and so where that's where like the discussions and um, the principles of what which APIs are being added. Um, and there is also customer demands, right? Like people will come and say uh, to request things that uh, they would like to see added, and then they will the dev team will discuss it with you whether it makes sense or not. Yeah, we we do a lot of that here at Progress. Um, so if we're talking about .NET, for example, we have the Telerik UI for ASP.NET Core. And uh, one of the things that um, we're working on is tag helpers, because those are new mm -hmm. uh, in .NET Core. And uh, we're, we're taking a lot from customer feedback to figure out what exactly uh, people want from those tag helpers, which ones they want and stuff like that. It seems like there's at least a similar process going on there where people need APIs and there's kind of like a, a, a gauge for demand out there that's driving some of this. Yeah, and I think it's great the way we've, like we're moving the product open source. And so there is this open dialogue about how we design things. Like the, the meetings are uh, also recorded and available you can join and participate so um so i think i like i like i like the changes that we were seeing and how we do the product development and even the documentation itself we've moved open source as well so um it's been great to have the community participation as well yeah i like the transparency of it it takes a lot of guesswork out of the developers hands and trying to figure out, you know, where's the product going to go next? And and with it being transparent like this, there's no question about it. We can just go look and see. Uh, so it, it kind of takes the, uh, the uncertainty out of what we're developing. And, and whenever there's uncertainty in a platform, that's, that's usually when it starts to have issues. And with that removed, you know, we can plan for the future and, and see where this is going and build upon it and not have to worry. So uh, the, the new transparency of uh, the Microsoft Teams has been phenomenal. Yeah, thank you. So 
the .NET standard, you, you talked about all of the platforms that it supports. Uh, mm -hmm. What are some of those platforms? Let's kind of get a general idea of like what all this entails. Um, so the platforms are .NET Core, .NET Framework, Mono, Xamarin, so Xamarin iOS, Xamarin Mac, Xamarin Android, uh, UWP, so Universal Windows Platform. Um, and then the earlier versions of the standard support like Windows Phone, Windows Phone Silverlight, uh, but they they were dropped um, after um, a certain version 1 1.3, 1.2. Um, and so, and and the reason that we have this, um, and on the docs you can see uh, very well uh, on like what are the the matrix for version versus platform. So it's a good segue uh, <laughs> for that. But um, you can see like what what versions are supported. What's the minimum version for that kind of .NET standard um, implementation? And um, so the the lower number, like the lower version that you use for standard, the more platform reach you'll have. But then as you start getting uh, toward the, the newest versions like .NET Standard 2.0, um, you get uh, a smaller set of platforms, but you have more APIs available for use. So yeah. that's the trade-off that you need to make when using standard. So if we're supporting something older like Windows Phone, you know, we might we might have to target a lower version of the .NET standard, but we'll yeah. have... You will we'll, have to. Yeah, it will be like a maximum of .NET standard 1.2 um, and then, or one, in the case of phone Silverlight, it's even just one one zero, And so um, you will, will have less APIs available uh, for you to use, but then, um, but then, you will have more platform reach. Um, so usually that's the trade-off um, that you have to think about when you're trying to uh, establish which version you want to target. Well, on the more modern end of things, like you said, Xamarin and uh, ASP.NET Core and stuff like that will have quite a large yeah. API surface. Yes, and, and so the, the latest versions will support the, these newer platforms. Um, and versions, and that that support um, we have the compatibility mode you're talking about for the .NET framework, and mm -hmm. then we have what's the Windows compatibility pack for .NET Core, and how does that fit in? So the Windows compatibility pack is a NuGet package, and so this is useful. Um, for people that maybe want to transition to .NET Core, um, but uh, are not but they are not ready to fully transition because um, they they might they might want to stay on Windows and but have their code uh, ported to .NET Core. So the NuGet package adds has uh, APIs that are either cross-platform or Windows-specific only, where um, where you can um, make the porting easier if you're staying within Windows. Um, so 
So this is in regards, sorry, this is in regards to um, .NET Core being cross-platform with like Linux and Yes, um, yeah, and so so with .NET Standard 2.0, when uh, that was launched, then .NET Core 2.0 had also increased their their API set to have uh, uh, more APIs available. So their, the Windows Compatibility Pack, I believe it's still in preview, um, and then it, it provides an additional 20,000 APIs uh, for you to use. Yeah, and 20,000 APIs um, that are more Windows specific or there are some that are cross-platform um, that makes it easier for, to port because then uh, if you just want to continue on Windows, you can and but port your code to .NET Core, you can use that package to give you access to those APIs that are not in core. Okay, so this is going to be absolute speculation on my part, okay? Hmm. Uh, you can confirm or deny <laughs> if you'd like, uh, but I can see uh, the Windows compatibility pack for .NET Core opening up a door for frameworks that are currently not compatible with .NET Core. And I'll be very specific here and say, I could potentially see, and again, speculation, uh, when, um, web forms being able to run on .NET Core if we have some of those Windows-centric APIs available. So yeah. that's interesting to me. Yeah, so um, on the blog post that we had, uh, we announced which components we'll have so like the web part is not on there uh mm-hmm. we have more things like on system data or directory services uh and some things on io so io ports and and pipes uh system drawing so it gives you access to some things that are more windows specific um mm-hmm. and uh, like some are already available on the preview and some are coming later uh when uh, on the the next release or something so um i don't yeah i i'm i don't work closely enough with the the what the asp.net team but uh i i don't know if there are plans uh to open up that um so yeah i don't i don't blame you for not wanting to be specific on that (laughs) (laughs) i really don't and in me either um again i'm i'm speculating but technically from where I'm sitting, I could see this is, it's a, either a ray of hope or, you know, it's a foot in the door, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. Um, these Windows-centric APIs that are in this could potentially work their way into something bigger like that, uh, at least in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, so and for folks cool. that want to continue to do web forms, that's fine. Like, we still support on a framework and there are no plans to uh, stop doing that, and so um, yeah, though they they are different products. So uh, folks that want to continue to do web forms or framework, that's fine too. Um, and and even the ASP.NET Core MVC, you can target .NET Core or .NET Framework. So um, they, it, yeah. there are there are options for you. <laughs> and .NET Framework did get a an updated release recently too. It's at uh, 4.7.1, I believe. Yes. Currently, yeah. and that's that's very new, and that's um, that added some features for 
uh, web forms and many other things. So it's continuing to evolve. There's still a lot of uh, web forms devs out there that I talk to quite frequently. That's um, uh, it's a very stable and um, platform, very stable platform with a long life. We'll say that. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I think, think it's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, and the, I think the majority of our developers are still on framework. They still do um, WPF or WinForm, even WinForms developments, right? So like. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, that that's not gonna stop uh, in, in but we have um, we have a lot of um, innovation and performance um, work happening on Donet core and for and and opening up new possibilities with like uh, with containers and working on Mac and working on Linux so that's the exciting part of uh, about Donet core as well yeah I think with this compatibility pack, what it what it opens up is, I can have more shared code between um, applications that run on uh, Linux and other operating systems and other devices, and then still have another part of the application that runs on a Windows server. And uh, the compatibility pack is in that part of the library, and still sharing code with .NET Core amongst the other uh, platforms it's targeting. Yeah, so and, and, really cool. and you, you can it can make the transition and the porting exercise a little bit easier so that you can do uh, a step-by-step approach. And um, and then it's like, oh, okay, now I'm going to make my my application work on .NET Core, um, but still working on windows right and then slowly migrating forward to to work on linux and checking okay which api i should use in this case since this one is not available in .NET core for linux um and and so it it, i think it makes it easier uh to port uh with this pack yeah you're absolutely right that's a that's an excellent example um for kind of an analogy this is what they did with um angular uh, the Angular framework on version 1x to 2, things changed pretty drastically. Mm-hmm. So they they gradually updated 1x uh, to kind of closer align it with 2.0 and let you kind of merge a 1x and 2x project together mm-hmm. uh, so you could get over that migration hump. So this is kind of uh, a similar thing you're talking about. Yes. Uh, so I, that's an excellent point to make. Um, this is exciting stuff. I haven't heard really much about the Windows compatibility pack yet. Yeah, this one so. is pretty new. Uh, I think like we launched like two weeks ago, the preview. So yeah, it's 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 very recent. Yeah, I've been um, been out of the country and on vacation for those two weeks. So <laughs> that would explain why I haven't heard about it. Yeah, kind of had my head in the sand for. Yeah, it's like th- this team moves through super quickly. It's even harder for like it's even hard for us uh, working with them to keep up with their, what they're doing. <laughs> That's awesome, though. It, it, this is you know this is new territory for for Microsoft in the last couple of years anyway. So in the grand scope of things, you know. This is uh, the new Microsoft, and, and everybody's moving very rapidly. We're seeing releases come out quickly, tons of transparency. Uh, this isn't the same stuff that we worked with 10 years ago. Yeah. So 
What is this uh, API analyzer that I've heard very little about as well? Okay, so that's a, a different NuGet package, uh, and it's a it's an Roslyn analyzer uh, that you can use in your uh, code, um, and it allows you to know whether whether an API is deprecated or if an API has cross-platform issues. Because what happens is that, for example, some APIs um, will have it, uh, will ha like they are part of .NET Standard 2. So .NET Core 2.0 uh, contains those APIs, but then in some platforms, uh, that API will throw a platform not supported exception. Um, and so they are they exist on the platform, but they are not implemented. Um, and so the API analyzer allows you to uh, it will create it will when you run your uh, the analyzer on your code, it will give you hints of either APIs that were deprecated or this APIs that might have cross platform platform issues so that you can uh, guard your code appropriately or uh, handle exceptions uh, appropriately. Um, so that's another uh, good way. And it's something that we need to add all that information into the API documentation as well. Um, but we haven't done yet. So that's our in, in our to-do list for hopefully soon. So the analyzer is a great way to find out um, which of those APIs are either deprecated or control not a platform not supported exceptions. Yeah, this is the the world we live in today. <laughs> the yeah. multi-device, multi-platform, uh, cloud-centric, uh, machine learning-driven. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of hurdles that we have to cross and. You know, with all these devices being out there and, and being cross-platform, you're going to have to have something like this to kind of help us along and uh, find the gaps so we can at least prepare for them, right? Yeah, and so, um, and in some cases, like, um, um, like a system security API, it will be, it will work on, they are part of .NET Core, they will work on Windows, but then on non-Windows platforms, they will not work. Um, and and so it's it's exciting that we have all these platforms, but it ha it comes with more challenges as well because like they they have their own uh, restrictions and behaviors and and their and so not everything will work the same way. Um, so that's a great way to find out is using that analyzer. Yeah, it's it's a pretty vast you know landscape of things that we're trying to cover. So. You, know, you can't imagine security model to work the same on Windows as it does on Linux, and uh, drawing APIs and things like that. So yeah, I imagine I will, yeah, some things... I will have something like that or um, globalization. Um, so yeah, there we we're gonna start to slowly like uh, the there's a lot, a big list of things that that might troll this this exceptions and so uh we'll start adding those to the documentation um and we're also in the process of migrating 
uh, from MSDN uh, to docs.microsoft.com. So, um, so we are recommending folks uh, to go to docs.microsoft.com and experience uh, the new API experience we have there. So um, that's where, like, I think it's the most up to date. The docs we have, uh, um, it's going to docs. Is that where the, the I guess the results of your work are? Yeah, like uh, the work that you see in our public repository go end up in docs.microsoft.com, um, and we're I think we're pretty close to be able to uh, redirect our work from MSDN to 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 docs. Uh, we've done that with the conceptual content already, and we're close to do that with the API reference too. Excellent. Um, it, where can we find you online, Maria? Do you have a blog or anything like that? Uh, I think the easiest way for people to reach out is on Twitter. Um, it's M-A-I-R-A-C-W. Um, and um, on GitHub as well, um, on Donet Docs. Uh, I'm always there. Uh, if people want to file issues or ask questions, uh, that's the easiest way. Well, I appreciate you making time to be on the show with me today, Myra, and uh, really appreciate all the work that you guys are doing on .NET Standard and, and ASP.NET. Uh, it's something that I've used for years and will continue to use, and uh, we have some excellent products here at Progress that support that platform as well, and that's where I specialize. So, uh, you know, hats off to you and the team uh, for some great work that you've been doing for the last... Uh, Gosh, I think it's like 17 years now. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think we just had a 15 year party last year, this year, so it might be 15. Uh, but it was, we had it before uh, it became the .NET, right? So, but thank yeah. you, thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate it. We'll uh, put some links in our show notes to. Uh, some of the uh, stuff that you mentioned on the show today and uh, the white paper that uh, my team and I have written that covers a lot of this stuff, um, except for this latest uh, few things that you dropped on me, this Windows compatibility <laughs> pack and this API analyzer. It's great stuff. Uh, we'll make sure we, we post some uh, links to those as well. Uh, yeah, so if you can you update your paper. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely plan on keeping the white paper up to date. Uh, it. You know how those uh, documentation processes go. They, they lag behind a little bit, but it is something that we plan on keeping like a live uh, document. So cool. We will make sure we add those in there. Thanks for having me. 